Good morning and welcome back to Reading Isn't for Kids, a podcast where two adults read children's chapter books and sometimes comics. Yes. My name is Austin. And my name is Anna. And welcome back. We're going in. We're going into it. Yes. Uh, we are we read this week, we read The Walking Dead by Robert Kirkman, and I believe it was drawn and stuff by Tony Moore. Yes. So, uh, I guess uh, we can do initial thoughts. Sure. Uh, the volume is called Days Gone, Days Gone By, and it collects issues one through six. So, yes, and I have not consumed any other Walking Dead media besides this comic book. So, like, uh, I know a lot of people have like watched the show and stuff, but like going into this, like, I have no context for for anything. Like, I don't know, I don't know these characters. I don't know. I mean, I know it's about like zombies and stuff, but like that's that's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, and I mean it is technically horror, but uh, the author Kirkman even says in a foreword in the beginning of the book that he didn't like write it as a horror story. It's like about humanity. It's about the people, not yeah. not the zombies. Oh, uh, which you know, I love zombies, and I love you know this take on it. Um, you know my initial thoughts going in. So I read this book like 10 years ago. It was the first comic I've ever sat down and read. Oh yeah. Um, I loved it then. It was one of my favorite comics. I like the next like six months, like I would go and spend a certain part of my paycheck buying one or two volumes. There was 20 or something at the time. I don't remember. Um, so like I was just trying to catch up. Uh, and by the time I caught up, they were, they were releasing the final volume in 2019. So that's how oh long gosh. it took me to catch up reading this. Oh, my gosh. Because uh, I couldn't just... I didn't, couldn't afford just to buy all of them at once. Like, now, if I like a series, I'll just buy the whole fucking series. Right. I don't care. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> um, I did that with Hackslash recently. I, like, I was like, oh, I liked, I liked the first one. So I bought the other five. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so... Uh, yeah, so like I was, I was excited to do it when you, when you, because you picked this one. I did, yeah. Uh, so I was excited that you wanted to do this because I, I love this. It means a lot to me. So, uh, of course, I'm going in with like some heavy nostalgia for it. And I've watched the show up to like season seven or eight, I think. I don't know. Whenever they they killed a character, that pissed me off. And I normally don't get mad, but it just didn't follow this books at all. And I was like, all right, this show isn't for me anymore. I'm gonna dip out. Um, right, right. Yeah, so like I don't have any good. I can't like compare this to the show. I'm sure. I'm sure parts of it you can. Um, Hardly, but like, uh, so this is just coming from like a like a raw. I've never seen the show analysis of it. I'm not going to be going back and forth, being like, well, the book said this, but the show did this. So yeah, I, I probably won't either because I haven't watched that the first season of that, and I think that came out around. Um the same time they released this this because this graphic novel came out in 2012 but the comics was written before then right um maybe i can pull it up but um it's also, i'll tell that in a second while it loads uh but like so and then i i went in with a fresh kind of view for this because on our server uh that we share with our flagship show grim encounters um there's like a section for reading as it for kids where i talk to other people and one of our longtime listeners um of our other show and i'm pretty sure they listen to this show too um uh, but their name is is a uh, skittle kitty they mentioned that 
they they said they only read like a few of the issues in college or something and that Carl was a sociopath. So, and I've never thought about that because I mean, so I'm, I was kind of going in so, with that take. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, so about Carl and there's something, yeah, there's definitely something going on with him and like understandable. Like I understand like where he's coming from, but like he, how old is he in this book? He's like seven or something. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. He's, he's not, he's not like, he's not, not old or anything. Right. Right. The first, this comic started in 2004. Um. So yeah, it went from 2004. 2019 was that it? Yeah, and then they've they've released a couple other things after the after the show that it officially ended. Okay. Um, but it went from 2004 to 2019, and it spans 193 issues. But okay, yeah. So I was kind of going in with that that viewpoint because I never really thought Carl was like that. Uh, and I mean, some of the things he does in the future, maybe. But in the first volume, I, I I never noticed anything. Right. And, and we'll get to the thing. I don't want to spoil the entire ending of this episode. Right, right, right. The comic opens up with officers Rick and Shane as they exchange gunfire with a suspected criminal. And uh, by the end of the page, uh, Rick is shot in the chest and presumably goes into a coma because the next page, he's awaking, he wakes up on a hospital bed. And uh, like eventually, like the next few pages are just kind of him roaming around the hospital trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Um, and he like goes into the, uh, that like cafeteria. Yeah. He's like walking around the hospital. It's empty and he can't find anybody. And it's funny because in the show there's a scene, right? And I know this is the one I'm going to bring up because it's funny because it's like an iconic shot is like, you know, the door where he goes up and it's locked. Well, in the show it says don't open dead inside. And, but in this, it doesn't. But it's yeah. this exact same shot for verbatim what's happening. And, but it, it, they wrote, don't open dead inside. And then you see their fingers coming through. Cause I don't even think he opens it. Cause I think they just burst through in the show. But, but yeah, so like that's funny. Cause like I was going back, I was like expecting that to say that. Cause right. like, you know, then I was like, oh, that's right. They didn't say that in the book. It's just, it's just a board. There's just a board and a double door. And he opens it, and there's like I don't know thirty dead people in there. Right. Uh, and then he eventually just gets out. It, it's it's weird. It's kind of like it jumps a lot. Uh, this book does that. This comic kind of jumps a lot. Yeah, I it was it was really jarring to him. He like accepts it really fast, like way faster than I would ever expect anyone to just be like, okay, I woke up from a coma, and now there's zombies everywhere, and I'm totally cool with that. I don't think there's like. I think it's weird too because like I don't know if they ever say there was like other zombie stuff like media. So like I don't even know if that's like a thing in this universe. Right. Like they they know that like like they understand zombies as a concept but not or like if it was never like a imagined sort of thing. Because you know like like zombies started with like I'm pretty sure it was like uh, I don't remember the exact origins but I know it was something to do with magic and stuff. And then um, it was kind of brought to the Western, uh, like chronosphere via, I want to say Land of the Dead or Night Night of the Living Dead. I think that was like one of the first like 
zombie films that took off over here. And these zombies are definitely like from that movie. Right. They're slow. They're dumb. <laughs> they're attracted to noise. So he like gets his clothes on and he leaves the hospital and he's like, well, I'm going to go home. And he goes home and there's like people at the, like his neighbor's house. I um, mean, yeah, I want to say before, before he does, as he's leaving, there is a, a shot of like, um, he passes this like mutilated corpse first off and he like freaks out and runs away. That's, that's the thing that gets brought back later. As long as I bring it up, it's cause he's like, he's like upset about it. And then he goes down the road on this bike he finds and just like starts crying in the middle of the road, just like completely breaks down from it. And, and like it's drawn where like, it's like pulls out like a camera yeah, and it's like he's in the center, and you just see the desolation <laughs> of everything around. And I like I always, I always like that. Like I, I stared at it for a couple minutes when I reread it. And I was like, this is good. Like this is a good shot. Uh, but yeah, he goes back to his house, doesn't see his family, um, and I think he's like he f- breaks down again. I'm pretty sure. Probably yeah. And uh, then he gets hit in the back of head by two people. <laughs> Uh, and we find out that their names are Morgan and Dwayne, I believe. Yes. And they're father and son. And I think Dwayne is around his son's age, he says. Yeah. And, you know, they're just talking and stuff. And Rick's like kind of getting the rundown of what happened. And Morgan basically says that, like, he doesn't know how the walker started. Uh, but, like, chaos broke loose. And that that caused almost more damage than the zombies did. Which is always a thing in zombie right. media. Like... If everyone just chilled the fuck out, it probably wouldn't. We could probably figure it out, but it never. No. No. That's not realistic. He said the media stopped after a few weeks and he hasn't heard anything from the government. And the last thing was saying that like people were like, oh, go to the big cities and we'll meet there, which I'm like for stuff like, okay. What a what a horrible, what a horrible idea. <laughs> How American. <laughs> I know. It, it feels almost like a roundup, like, okay, we don't know how to solve it. Let's round everybody up into the big cities. Yeah. That's already infested with yeah. <laughs> them probably. Uh, the next morning, I think it's like a day or two later because he like fully like recovers. Uh-huh. And uh, he's like, oh, come on, come on, Morgan. And they take him to like the local precinct because Rick is a sheriff. Yes. I think, right? Yeah. Well, he's an officer. I don't know if he ever says sheriff, but. I am a suit because he wears the, he, he's either the sheriff or the deputy because he has the hat. Yeah, he always wears like the iconic, it's in the show, like the iconic deputy hat. Um, And he goes in and he unlocks everything. And the guns haven't even been raided. I know. That is what I also felt like was like severely unrealistic is that those definitely would have been raided. But I wonder if it's because they got everyone out like before it like really broke loose because Morgan isn't from this town. He said he, he found yeah. it. Yeah. So they I wonder. Leaving. Yeah. I wonder if there was like a big caravan and they they all got everybody out. Because um, it it's not impossible for it not to be broken. Right. Because it, like, it was like a fucking steel door. And he said that he it was only him and another person had the key to it. Yeah. So. And then uh, the cop cars were still functional. <laughs> yeah, because he gives he gives him like guns and bullets, and he's like, "Hey, take a squad car." And uh, I like this about Rick. I I, re- I remembered why I love Rick so much because uh, he says like a great line. I think that represents him as a character and a person. He says, "I can't think of a better way to protect and serve under the circumstances." As Morgan says, "I can't take this stuff." Rick's like literally take it <laughs> like 
I don't even know if these people are alive anymore. Like right. just, and I was like, it made me really think because I was like, it makes it really hard to say a cab when talking about Rick. <laughs> uh, There's exceptions to the rule. Uh, but then like you meet Shane, you're like, okay, I see it. <laughs> yes. Uh, and his way out, Rick stops by that walker I mentioned earlier. Yes. And like he cries as he kills it. Yeah. And I think that's his first like, I think that's his first kill. Um, so that's like a big deal to him, I, I imagine. Um, oh, and this is also where Morgan's like, hey, don't shoot your guns, man. They're loud. <laughs> use your use knives or just leave it. It's fine. Yeah. So he starts heading to Atlanta because he's like, oh, yeah, I need to find my like my wife and son and everything. Cause he, and he's like, oh, she had family in Atlanta. I'm going to Atlanta. So he hops in the car and then it breaks down and he like stops is like stopping at gas stations and there's no gas and he's like god damn it <laughs> which is true and then he like finds he goes into a he goes to this farm he discovers like it's a religious family because there's like crosses and pictures of jesus everywhere uh-huh. uh they were murdered suicide by the dad they had gun holes in all their heads and then nice he because they were all like it looked like they were all praying and then the dad shot them all. I mean, I'm just presuming from the environmental storytelling. Right. The rapture. And like, that takes uh, it takes a toll on Rick seeing that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> he, he, he's like puking and stuff. He's, yeah. It probably stinky. Yeah, true. <laughs> and then he goes out to the barn and there's a horse, which hasn't it been like at least a month that he's been in a coma, right? We don't know. I, we don't know. I don't know if they even explain that. I think maybe two weeks. Maybe. I mean, the staff was there at the hospital after everyone left, He's that, that Lori right. says. Um, and if he was just in a coma. Yeah, because, well, my first thought is, because even when you're in a coma, you still have to be fed, like, via a feeding mm-hmm. tube. So he had to have been... He was, that's why he was very malnourished. Yeah. Because you can go, what, like seven days without like food, basically? You can go seven days without food, but you cannot go seven days without water. There was an IV connected to him, though, when he woke up. But those run out. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> maybe maybe the hospital attendants just left. Maybe. It's literally never explained in the entire... It's just a horror trope, babe. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So he gets this horse... Anna's learning that you have to extend your uh, limitation of reality when you read comics because sometimes they take liberties. But like, that's such like a big, a big hole. And maybe people people know like actually the time. Maybe they been. explain it later on. I again, it's been ten years since I've read some of these. Right. So, I mean, there is weirder things for him to like. You know, he could have made it through it. Right, right, right. You know, because like those IVs, what last. Ivy bag what's left, like 12 hours, right? Yeah, so I mean, it depends popped... on how big your, like, saline drop is, like, yeah. how much they're pumping India. So maybe they left a big one, fucking dipped, and they they blocked the door. The door was blocked when he opened it, so someone was protecting him. Yeah, he's having, like, a mental breakdown talking to the horse. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, oh, like, I'm gonna tell you about my whole life. And he's like, this is not making me feel better like I thought it would. It's yeah. making me feel worse. <laughs> I got to Carl and started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then we get some more cool panels of them showing the de- the dev- the devastation of Atlanta. Um, there's no cars going in that f- it's empty, and then there is hundreds of cars going out that are just stopped. Right. 
And so he like pulls into Atlanta and like there's zombies everywhere. Like everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And he gets fucking ambushed, dude. Uh and then his horse is just ripped apart. It is so gross. Yeah, it makes me think of that uh one scene from All Quiet on the Western Front where like if you read it, you know. Hell yeah. Uh then he just like he's just like firing his fucking gun, his yeah. revolver into all these people. Oh, back at the barn he also got that hatchet. Oh, right. That's a big that's a big part of his character. He always has this fucking hatchet. I I had to go back and type it in in my notes because I was like, don't forget this. Like this becomes like the hatchet. This yeah. becomes his thing. <laughs> um. So yeah, he's firing off the gun, attracting more zombies because of course. And uh, there's like tanks and shit, like yeah. full like functional tanks just sitting in the middle of the street. Uh huh. Um. And then he is saved by uh, a really young Asian man with a ball cap. And uh, his name's Glenn. We don't figure that out until later, but I'm just going to refer to him as Glenn. So I don't have to keep being like the young Asian man. <laughs> Glenn's one of my favorite characters. He seems really sweet. He seems he like, is a, like the goodest boy. He seems like a nice young man. But he like he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Basically like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And so they climb on top of the building. And Rick's like, what happened? And they're like, they just brought all the people here. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I think Glenn's like, said, like, like, it was like ringing a dinner bell. Yeah. Um, and he's like, don't, don't fucking stop shooting. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's like, okay, like we can't go back down on the streets. He's like, because there's too many zombies and you're attracting more by shooting. He's like, we have to jump on top of the buildings and. And Rick's like, what? No. He's like, that's impossible. He's like, I literally do it all the time. All the time, man. Just jump. And he has like a big duffel bag of guns. And he, like Rick does the jump after Glenn. And Glenn's like, has to save him. He's like, why didn't you throw the bag? <laughs> and Rick's like, why didn't you tell me? He's like, come on, man. <laughs> um, I think it like instantly endears them to each other, right? Like, Yeah. I, I also like Rick, how Rick like doesn't... Ass- doesn't assume like instantly accepts what glenn's saying like he must know what he's been doing this like there's no judgment of character because he's a young guy there's no like he obviously knows what he's doing like he's been making it this and i like i really value that in rick and i know that's stupid and weird to point out but like i think he's such a a good person um but then they they get they leave and they get back to camp and guess who he finds? I know, cause uh, well, Glenn even <laughs> said he's like, "Oh, I came to like find my family." He's like, "Oh, maybe, maybe you'll find your family." And then like they actually, he actually goes and finds his wife and child. And Glenn's like, "Oh, I was just lying to you to make you feel better." <laughs> um, which is so crazy that, again, like what are the fucking odds, man? <laughs> that of everybody in Atlanta, the out of the like twelve people that lived. Yep. Two of them are I think his it wife was, and child. I think it was because of Shane. Yeah. Um. Because we learned later that Shane's not the... So Shane might have done some bad stuff to make sure they lived. I mean, that's the, just in the actions he takes. Because instantly, Shane is like... I don't even know if Shane's excited to see him. No. He just like kind of looks up and he's like... Oh. Like shocked. <laughs> like Rick. He's like, you were supposed to be dead. Or something like that. Yeah. And... uh Rick doesn't have any anger or resentment towards her for leaving him. Like, yeah, he's just just like, oh no, I understand. That's what he's like. I probably would have done the same. And then, like a little later, when Scar goes to bed, he like 
shows like vulnerability to her by being like, I'm scared. Yeah. Um, he's like, I haven't found time to be scared. Can I be scared? And Lori's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I thought that was, again, I am a simp for Rick, Rick Grimes and I'm sorry. <laughs> he's the goodest boy. Um, yeah. And then we do get something weird. Uh, Carl does say something weird, uh, to Sophia, which is Carol's daughter. Yeah. Which is the she's the same age as as Carl. And they're like playing in the dirt and Carl is, and Sophia's like, "Do you think my daddy's going to come back?" And Carl's like, "No, your dad's dead." Oh my god. Do you remember that? No, I must have totally like overlooked that. He's like, "No, my daddy wasn't dead." And then Sophia's like, "Okay." <laughs> so I don't know if that's just like kids being kids or if that's like him being a little sociopathic, but I don't I don't know. But you do find out later that like her dad is a hundred percent for sure dead. Yeah, and and Carol Carl kind of Carol Carol kind of alludes that he wasn't the best of person. So yeah. Uh, we, and then it cut it. Sky time skips a little bit, and uh, Lori, which is Rick's wife, uh, Carol, which is Sophia's mom, and Donna, which is like a like a middle aged. Yeah. Like Karen lady, basically. Yes. <laughs> They're doing laundry and Donna is complaining that she has to do laundry while all the men go hunt. And <laughs> Yeah, because uh Lori Lori's like, Oh, I'm so excited to have laundry detergent, you know, for the first time in however long. She's like, I'm I'm excited to like actually like wear clean clothes. And which is valid, like women, the women shouldn't be have to just do the cleaning. But Lori stays, she's like, Oh no, it we're doing this because like She's like, we don't know how to shoot guns. Yeah, she's like, I've never shot a gun in my life, have you? She's like, well, no, then then shut the fuck up. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I just want to do what helps everybody. <laughs> uh, because I bet some of those guys don't want to go out and hunt. No. I wouldn't want to fucking do that. No. <laughs> but, you know, if that's what I can do. Um. Yeah, she's like complaining about that. And which, again, it's a valid complaint, but like she, she doesn't come out, come at it like that. She is. I think she's complaining because she doesn't want to do anything. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then, like immediately when they get back, uh, she almost gets eaten by a walker and can't save herself, and someone has to save her. So, mm-hmm. literally, just proving Lori's point. Yes. <laughs> Which I think I thought was fun. But because we have that first conversation with Rick and Shane, basically, and they are arguing about moving the camp because it's not safe. Right. And Shane wants to stay, and Rick doesn't but then rick decides that him and glenn need to go find some some guns uh so then uh rick's like okay glenn like you need to come get guns with me uh he's like who knows where the guns are in the city and jim that's his name right jim yes jim is like oh they're they're on the corner of like 42nd street or whatever (laughs) and he's like oh okay yeah definitely let's go and then they pull out a map. He's like, oh, no, that's way too deep into town. After they're already halfway there. Yeah, he's like, they're already there pretty much. And he's like, no, I've never gone that deep into town. And, and Rick's like, hold on. He's like, we don't know anything about these things. But, you know, they seem pretty dumb. And he's like, I think that it's the smell that, you know, sets us apart from them because they smell real bad. And so he, like, takes, like, zombie blood and he's like putting it all over himself. Puts and, a hand in his pocket. Yeah. <laughs> and Glenn just vomits everywhere. Yeah, he's like puking everywhere and like <laughs> they're covering uh, themselves with like 
blood and, and Glenn's viscera like, well, at least... and guts and <laughs> Glenn's like, well, at least I won't need that much because he just puked all over. Himself. Yeah, right. So they they go they walk into town and they get to the gun store. Yes, they get to the gun store. The zombie like the whole time the zombies are kind of just like uh just kind of looking at them but not and doing anything. Yeah, because I definitely feel like well these things are like they were they definitely were like oh these guys are making noise not like us but I, yeah I don't think they, they stink <laughs> so, yeah they stink and I don't think they can see very well no probably not because a lot of them the show does better because it has color because this book's all in black and white but their eyes are like faded like blind people blind people's eyes are right and uh so they go into the gun store they grab guns they grab ammo um they get all kinds of stuff that they need he's like oh wow this really went off without a hitch and they're leaving <laughs> and then <Uh-oh. laughs> it starts to rain and we're like just go just go and then like after like three minutes of them running the zombies are like oh that's a person <laughs> yes it like washes them clean and like the zombies are chasing after them and they're like having to take off and <laughs> uh they also learn that that um the walkers can't bite through like dried leather because it bites rick's shoulder and it doesn't go through his leather jacket yeah um so and then I think I think Rick saves Glenn during this too. It's yes. like kind of returning the favor yes. for saving him. And then we have a small time skip, and we see Lori and Shane talking about Rick. Shane, what was he? He was like telling her that they had to fess up to him, pretty much. He he was he he says he t- tells her how it would be okay, and then tries to grab her hand. And then she says, uh, "We have to stop this. Rick is back." Yeah. So basically, they were kind of like alluding to the fact that they were like hooking up, um, which I'm 100% not judging her for. No. Um, traumatic. Um, she's in a vulnerable place. I'm and, judging Shane for taking advantage of it. Yeah. De- Shane was definitely, and he knew it. He talks about later how he absolutely knew he was taking advantage of her and he didn't really care. Yeah. Um, he just wanted what he wanted. Because Lori says it was a mistake what they did. Uh huh. And he's like, he's like, oh, a mistake. Like, oh, how could it be? And I, and I don't totally, even think, totally I don't even not think, her fault. honestly, I don't, I think if they talked to him, I don't think Rick would be mad at Shane. No. Because he was, I think he was just thankful that Rick, that Shane saved them. Yes. But Shane doesn't see it like that. Shane no. wants Lori. Yeah. And like, now that Rick is back, he's taking away what he wants. Yes. Um, and this is the the gun range thing. If you want to take that. Oh right. Mm-hmm. So um, Rick is like, uh, now that we have all these guns, you know, everybody needs to learn how to shoot, uh, so everybody can defend themselves. Because Donna almost gotten eaten that one time, mm-hmm. and it seems just kind of like because uh, they were uh, when Rick showed up, they were saying that like, oh, like every once in a while, zombies will get close ish to the camp but not really and now that rick is here it seems like they're really starting to well yeah the main character's there now yeah the main character's there now so now like the zombies are actually like starting to visit the camp mm-hmm. uh so and I- he takes them out to the shooting range and like you know so you know they're a lot of them are beginner shooters most of them are and donna's some of them, doing pretty good yeah donna's doing pretty good uh who's the other girl and uh, andrea she's like a dead shot 
Yes. And I think she's like, I don't think she's ever even shot before, I think uh-huh. she says. <laughs> and uh, then Rick is like, oh, Carl, here you go. Here's a gun. You're seven, right? And he does good, too. Yeah, he does pretty good. But Lori is like pissed. She's like, he is like way too little to be having a gun. And Rick's like, uh, we can talk about it later. But right now he's going to learn how to shoot. Like Just just in case. Yeah, and, just and in case. Rick's like, if he even says anything about like joking that he's going to play with it, it's gone. Yeah. Which I think is fair. Yeah. I think Rick made a good decision with that. Yes. I would be I would be nervous like Lori, but I yeah. would want them to have something to defend themselves. Now, in, in this situation, we have a five-year-old. Yeah. In this situation, would you put a gun in our five-year-old hands? Well, no, but five to seven is way different. I think he might even be ten. You think he might be older than that? I think he's between seven and ten. Think well, from a five-year-old to a seven-year-old, that's a... That's a big jump. Yeah, for sure. Because they they have full control over their hands. He doesn't now. Right now, he is still a little. <laughs> no, right yeah. now, no. <laughs> you know, he he like learned to walk less than five years ago. So no, but like a five year old is way different than a between a seven, eight, or nine year old. Right. If he was six, would you put a gun in his hands? <laughs> no. How about seven? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if he's like how Carl is, like Carl's pretty level headed for what's going on. Right. And I get it. I think it's just because kids deal with traumatic stuff a lot better than adults do. I think that's also helping is that it's like, oh, this is all he really knows, honestly. Yeah. So, you know. They're a lot more adaptable, mm-hmm. which is terrifying in its own sense. The fact that this is normalcy for them. Yeah. And later on the series, it gets more into that. So I'm interested to see your thoughts on that, too. Uh, and back at this camp, we get a small scene of how like how how Donna is even as a person even a little bit more, uh, she says that Amy, Andrea, and Dale. Amy is Andrea's sister, and Dale is like this older guy who has an RV, and he had like a rifle. He was like the only other person besides Shane. With yeah, the he would sit on top of the RV and watch. Yeah, and she says, I I wrote it down. She's she says carrying out in front of God and everyone else, it's unchristian. <laughs> how he like curses or like what? She's like a, a. She's saying that she, he's like sleeping with these two girls because they're living in the RV with him. And then doesn't he like later on say he's like I'm old. He's like these women I'm just are lonely. young. <laughs> I was like they help me around the base and then I protect them with my gun. I like, yeah. Uh, and the and then Lori says, which I thought was a good clapback. She says, "Well, I thought being judgmental is too." And then Donna just like gets pissed and walks away. <laughs> uh, but yes, yeah, like I. And then, well, yeah, because he confirms that he just likes our company, basically. And Rick says, honestly, man, it's your business. Yeah. They don't seem like they're scared or anything, so why does it matter? And I'm like, Rick, sex positive. (laughs) Right? Like, that's That's from 2004. That's a pretty positive way to look at that. Because Shane is a little weirded out by it, too. You can tell how how his reactions are. Right. He doesn't say, again, Shane doesn't say much around Rick. Um, he's oh, very yeah, no, he's very like it, it seems like well under not understandably <laughs> but not understandably he's upset that rick is back it would make sense if like he was upset because he slept with his wife and feels bad but he does not know <laughs> um and then rick's like and then uh, shane also seems to be mad at the fact that rick is trying to help everybody yeah, like, because it's like taking his role. But yeah. Rick's not trying to take his role. He's just trying to help. He's just trying to help, yeah. And then like they're they're in the woods at this point with Dale and they're like talking and, and I think they're looking 
for animals and stuff. Yeah, they're hunting. And Rick says, it's getting colder. We should get some more firewood. <laughs> Shane flips the fuck out. Starts cursing at him. Going off about the camp moving. <laughs> yeah. He and, does this like several times. And Dale and Rick are like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. He Shane does it several times and in front of people too <laughs> where he like freaks out that Rick is like taking over or wanting to do things different and like it's out of the blue every single time yeah and uh i i know at some point i, we, I think we skipped over it but he's had rick has a conversation with dale because he's gonna go use his shower yeah. and dale's like hey you should watch shane he is weird around your wife yeah uh i wouldn't trust him around my family yeah and Rick, rick's like that's my best friend dude yeah, he's like he's my bestie he's like well i definitely wouldn't trust him around my wife and dale's like well okay we'll just you know just ignore me i guess <laughs> uh that's like the thing i always love about dale is like he's like he can like he's like that person's bad yeah <laughs> um he knows how to read a room yes uh back at the camp i'm Which assuming a it's valuable skill yes i'm assuming it's that night they're having like a big cookout with a roasted deer um and everyone is sharing like who they were before at all and andrea and amy the sisters they were like oh like we were driving you know, to college, and then they ran into Dale, whose car broke down, and they just decided to like band together, and which is how they all met. And <laughs> Jim's just like mechanic. And we've, we earlier, Glenn says that he's like he watched his family get ripped apart in front of him. Yeah, in the city they were just yeah. At. And uh, Glenn's like, I was a delivery guy. I was like a pizza, pizza boy. Pizza boy. <laughs> and he's like which, some badass now, which I think is very fitting. I don't know. I love yeah, it. Well, I love it. He's like, I had a ton of debt, so like, I hate all this, but it was that was kind of good, I guess. And <laughs> he's trying to be funny. I thought that was endearing. Um, and then uh, Donna was a stay-at-home mom because they have two twin boys. Yeah, Ben and fucking Blip or something. I don't know. Biff. I don't know. Just they're two little twins, and then her husband was like Biff a salesman. You no, know, her husband had like a no. That was a shoe store. He had a shoe store. Uh, yeah, because Carol, Carol's husband was the car salesman. And Carol, uh, like, was also a stay-at-home mom and sold Tupperware. Mm -hmm. And then uh, when it all went down, she, uh, well, she was talking about how her husband basically convinced her to marry him. Like, he wasn't really that great of a guy, kind of, mm -hmm. sort of thing. Like, a smooth talker. Uh, not a lot behind his words. And uh, she alluded to the fact that he, uh, um, that after everything went down, he just flipped out, couldn't handle it. And wouldn't handle it, so he killed himself. And then, no, she says I don't remember that, but I, I she didn't she didn't say specifically, but that he was that he just okay he was he was selfish yeah, yeah selfish and gone not saying suicidal people are selfish no, but like no. that was a selfish reason to do it. Um, let's see, and then uh, during all this happy go lucky times, Amy's like I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get a thing, and gets her fucking neck ripped out by a zombie. Yeah. Gruesome. Yeah. It, it was right after that. She was like, oh, yeah, he was gone. <laughs> then she's like, all right, that was fun. I'm going to go to the bathroom. And just gets Amy. Uh, Andrea runs over and is like, Amy, we got to stop the blood. And I think Rick's like, oh, she's gone, man. <laughs> like, yeah. Focus up. Yeah. And like they get like ambushed by like 10 zombies. Mm -hmm. um, and then Jim gets bit, too. Yes. During the whole thing. And um, and he's like, oh, it's just a scratch. And there's a 
a panel and it's his arm is like a huge chunk. Yeah, you can see the bone. And they're like, they're trying to like figure out what they should do if they should just shoot him. Yeah. You know, should we ask him? And Jim's like, like I, I, maybe I could pull through it. And I think someone's like, well, we should honestly just see what happens if he's going to not want us to kill him. Like, yeah. let's figure it out. Like, yeah. They like put him in a tent separate. <laughs> and then uh, this is when uh, Rick and Shane go off to go hunting again. And they bring Carl with uh, Shane and uh, Rick uh, take Carl out to get like shoot rabbits or whatever for food. And uh, Shane turns around and he's like, all of a sudden, just like all of a sudden, like uh, someone shoots the rabbit and they're like, oh, awesome. And then Carl's like, oh, yeah, we don't need to hunt as much because, you know, someone's dead. And also Jim's too sick to eat. So he we're not even going to get him food, which it's a little. Yeah, that's a little weird for a child to be saying mm-hmm. that like, oh, we don't have to do as much now because people are dying. He's not wrong, though. He's not wrong, but still. Not the mentality to have, man. Uh, then they get in an argument. And then Shane's like, none of this was my fault. And, and Rick's like, it, I mean, you know. I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, we, we should have moved before. Yeah. Um, and then Carl runs off like, stop fighting. Yeah. And then, like, and then it skips to like them. Jim's like, leave me on a tree. Yeah. Jim's like, I know what I got to do. I want to go back to my family. He's like, maybe I can find them again. And everyone just leaves him, and he turns into a zombie. Uh, and then that's that's into Jim. Yep. Uh, the guy, the man that said three lines in the whole book. Yep. Mechanic. <laughs> and forty-two second and third. <laughs> Gun chop. Uh, the Mechanic. next morning, uh, Rick and Shane get into another fight. Yeah, just like in the middle of breakfast. And uh, Shane punches him. Yeah. Like <laughs> out of nowhere, just like. And then Lori punches Shane. <laughs> And Shane and Shane runs it, off. Yeah, Shane like runs away, and I'm pretty sure he's crying. Probably he's like insane at this point. He was like, he was like, he said, "Oh, why don't you just rip my heart out of my chest?" You know, like <laughs> blah blah blah. That's what you're doing to me. You're like killing me. And Rick's like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And uh, so he like runs away crying, and Rick follows him. Rick follows him. And Carl's like, I want to come. And he's like, no. And then uh, they leave. And then Carl, like a few minutes later, sneaks off and follows them. Yes. And then uh, so they're having an argument. And and, uh, Shane's telling uh, Rick basically that, you know, if Rick hadn't have come back, he would have convinced Lori to be with him forever. And (laughs) Rick's like, what? (laughs) Rick's like, huh? Like, what are you talking about? (laughs) And... I'm upset because they didn't actually ever get to finish this conversation. Like, they're fighting and Shane is being crazy. Points a gun at him. Yeah, points a gun at him and, and he's like being crazy. And, and he's like, like I'm going to have to kill you. It's the only way. He uh-huh. says that. Yeah. And then uh, all of a sudden, fucking Carl pops out of nowhere and shoots Shane in the neck. And he's like, he's like, don't hurt my dad. And then... Uh, Shane's just like (laughs) (laughs) and then Carl runs over to Rick and he's like crying and he's like dad he's like that didn't feel like shooting a shooting a zombie it's not the same as killing the dead ones daddy yeah that was fucking heartbreaking yeah that and then Rick's like 
No, it, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be the same. Never should be, son. Never should. Because he's also crying. Yeah. I think he's crying because his friend just died and also because... Well, not only did his friend, like, kind of betray him, but, like, he, he, his friend died and it was his own son who shot him. And that's going to mentally take a toll on his son. But like, I, I, don't, I truly think decision. if he didn't do that, Shane would have killed Rick. I think he was going to kill Rick in that moment. I don't... Do I, do I wish it was Carl that did it? No. But... I think Carl made the right choice. Weird that he got to that decision. I, I guess I can see. But like Carl it was crying and he was obviously sad that he killed somebody. Right. So I don't know if he's a psychopath. <laughs> I don't know if he is that. It was, just, it was just a large leap to make, you know? Mm -hmm. But like when you're a kid and you have like dumb kid brain, mm -hmm. you're going to jump to conclusions like that. And I mean, I be, I think if anybody saw that, they would have made that decision. They probably would have talked first, but yeah, I don't know. In that situation, if you had to choose one of those people, I would have picked Rick too. Even if I was like walking by and I just discovered what was happening, right? Um, and that's the end. Yeah. Uh, I I first thing I was like, that's such a good ending. Like I read that and that hooked me. I was like, I got by all of them now. <laughs> Now that I have read, now that I have read hundreds of issues of comics, I I can honestly say that this is still so fucking good. This is still probably my favorite comic. It's good. It's like it's like uh, action packed without it being only action with no substance. Um, drama. Yeah, there's drama. There's gore. It's good. The pacing, the characters, the action scenes, like you said, uh, the making me care about these random fuckers. Um, I like Glenn. Glenn's my favorite. Just chef's kiss. Glenn is my favorite. Rick, there's something... I don't know. I know Rick seems like a really good guy, but there's something off about him, and I cannot pinpoint it. And this is like the first issue. I, I Again, I know nothing about these characters, but there's just something... There's something off about Rick, and I don't know if it's naivety. Like, he's just way too naive for me to, like... Like, he sees... Like like, he sees the good too much yes. in people. Like, even when Shane was threatening to kill him, he was still, like... Yeah, like, trying to reason with like, him. Like, please stop. Like, please don't. Like, what do we do? Well, no, you're my friend. Like, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a little goofy. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be. Yeah. Because I, just... I think that's, like, how else do you develop that character? He's great in, like, almost every other aspect. What is a way to develop him by not making him too trusting? You know, and slowly breaking that down in him. What do you give it? I give it eight zom eight point nine zombies out of out of ten. Ten. I give it ten out of ten. Perfect. It is perfect. I think if it was in color, it would have been worse. I like it in black and white. I don't think it looks. It is. I think the adding like adding so like good. red would be too like gaudy. I think like. It, no, it's good in black and white. I think it would be cool if they just added red during character deaths. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, also, yeah, I want to go over, before we end this, I want to go over the characters we lost. <laughs> we lost Amy, uh, bitten by a walker, then bled out. Uh, we lost Jim, uh, bitten by a walker, then wanted to be left to turn. We lost Shane, uh, shot by Carl while he was trying to kill Rick. Presumably comes back as a zombie afterwards. Who knows? I, th I thought for sure Jim was going to come back as a zombie at the end. 
I think he does. We just don't see it. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it's alluded to. That's what he wanted. That's what he says he wants. He's like, maybe I'll find them in this afterlife. And I'm yeah. like, dude. <laughs> yeah. it's. A, I'm it's not a trying little, to judge. but <laughs> But I mean. Hey, man, it's, it's what he wanted, I guess. Yeah. Personally, we'll just end it for him. But that's just me. Right. Danger to everybody. Cause like, the whole thing with that with the with zombies and everything, um, it almost alludes to there almost not even being an afterlife because like you're there and like you're walking around and dead and and who knows where your soul went really? Or but like they could be conscious inside of that. Yeah, they could be. They could be totally conscious inside there. And it's just like their bodies being puppeted. Which by I the think virus. is why Jim was saying that is mm-hmm. because he's like he's like well the afterlife I it was kind of like the afterlife I believed in doesn't exist this is this is actually afterlife this is re- the reality of it and this yeah. is where i'm going to find my family if i can't find it in whatever afterlife he believed in before yeah so that's the ending of that um uh, you know i are we gonna read the second volume for the next comic uh i think so <laughs> or should we switch it up let us know. Let us know. If yeah, if should... you don't let us know, we'll just read the we'll, second one. Yeah, if you don't let us know, we'll just read the second one. Um, <laughs> otherwise, we can like switch it up, like like uh, mingle some other comics in there and then continue with the Walking Dead series kind of like we do with the rest of the series. Yeah. Um, the next book we're reading is Junie B. Jones, My Big Fat Mouth. Big Fat Mouth, yes. It's the third book. So we're going to do that. So, you know. Exciting. <laughs> I love Junie B. Jones. All we right. just make the podcast reading joke books. <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, you know that's the end of the episode. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at RiffKPod. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm NorthSauce at NorthSauce. Um, we have another podcast called Grim Encounters. Um, it's kind of like the flagship show of all of our podcasts. Um, it's an actual play where we play Chill Third Edition. It's fun, and they fight monsters in modern day Chicago. So yes. uh, check that out. Uh, on us on that as well i am i play mavis it's super fun yeah we two of our other buddies are on there with us um what else oh hop into our discord it's it's just titled grim encounters because it's i just haven't changed the name we don't have like a title for our whole of our podcast together so it's just under grim encounters reading as a friend's got its own sections you can suggest books there you can talk about the books you're reading there and you can see the books that are coming up on the show uh, it's all check the pin tweets of everything, uh, and it's there in the you know all the information you need is there. Uh, the, the entire cast of this show's on there, and Grim Encounters. I'm extremely active in there, so I will talk to anybody who joins. Uh, I'm trying to be more active, and I know I say this every time, but every time I get just a teeny teeny bit more active in there. Yeah, and that's fine. Um, I. <sighs> I have a joke for you. I really thought you. I really thought you forgot about it because he, the book was not on the table; it was somewhere else. <laughs> I think this is going to be the last one before I switch joke books. Oh, and we'll come back to this eventually, maybe. But this is a, a joke from One Hundred and One Rock and Roll Jokes and Riddles by Katie Hall and Lisa Eisenberg, illustrated by Don Orr. <laughs> uh, this is comes to you from page ninety-one. In uh, Riddlicious is the title <laughs> of the chapter. Um, what rock group tastes good with peanut butter and jelly? What rock group? Pearl Jam? The Grateful Bread. 
Oh. You get it? The Grateful Bread. Uh, the Grateful Dead is a band. I get it. But I liked the Pearl Jam better. I don't know if this was out when Pearl Jam was around. 91? Was Pearl Jam around in 91? I don't know. I'm young. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. It, I think it was like an early... Del- but anyway, I want you all to wear your seatbelt, wear your helmet when you're riding your bike. I want you to drink water. I want you to get some sleep. I want you to go touch grass. And I want you to go fucking eat your greens. Brush your teeth. Did you say that? Did you say that one? Before or after you eat your greens? After. It might taste bad, but clean teeth. Huh. <laughs>